When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every Monday and Friday with new episodes there, also being played around the world seven days a week on digital radio. Plus also as well, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, all the great things that they do at LakersBall.com, Lakerholics.com, where there's not only one, but two great articles all the time that's there at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated, and as always, a big shout-out to our friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, and of course, our lovely fans at YouTube. want to give you guys and gals out there a big shout-out on YouTube. You've been really staying strong with us as far as coming back for more each and every week, so we are indebted to you always on YouTube. But I'll tell you what, it is very interesting this time of the year because the conference championships, the Eastern Western Conference Finals, they're around the corner because they've already been set. And on the back end of the show, we will be talking about who has advanced to the Eastern Western Conference Finals and who we think will win the Eastern Western Conference Finals. Make sure Stephen A. Smith is not predicting it, that's for sure, because he blew one today. But We'll be talking about that on the back end because actually it was a big surprise. So we'll go ahead on that. But also as well, we'll be talking some Lakers rumors, including Phil Jackson. The Zen Meister is already possibly making his imprint on the team with the suggestion about being very vocal about keeping Russell Westbrook. What is the motivations behind that? And ultimately, should we be listening to the Zen Master on keeping Russell Westbrook? That's coming up in a bit, but first, guys, with the elimination, the early elimination of the Philadelphia 76ers at the hands of the Miami Heat, even though the Miami Heat were the better team and were favored, it's still no less drama, I guess, since the Lakers don't have as much drama these days. I guess everything is shifting over to the 76ers and what happened there with James Harden 
just flailing around in that second half and not even trying hard in that whole game when they needed him the most. And Joel Embiid breaking everything on his body, poor guy, and he's rolling around all over the floor. My gosh, he got knocked down so many times. It's almost like Anthony Davis impersonation. He's got what? He had a surgery on his thumb after the series, and he's got his orbital bone fracture and all that going on. I will give him nothing but props out there. But the 76ers, with their elimination, raised a lot of questions in the past few days about what the status of Coach Doc Rivers and what he will be doing going forward. GM Dermory says that he's going to stay with the team, but they're going to be having some discussions about the team and the future going forward in the next few days, so we could see a coaching change at hand. First up, first man here is the man behind LakersBall.com. He's going to go ahead and be part of the great conversations there. It is Ox1947. It is Joe Sorrell. And Joe Sorrell, I lay the first question down to you with the possibility that Glenn Doc Rivers could become a free agent on the coaching cycles, being fired and terminated, possibly, and still out there. He, again, Daryl Morley has said he's going to stay, but the rumors are persistent that he might be headed to L.A. Is this something that pleases you or is this something that really scares you my opinion of doc rivers before kobe's death is different than it is after and i'll explain i think doc rivers is a good person i think he's a good man very respectful man like pop to a degree he said some things that were comical when they've lost and there's been a little bit of animosity towards it i.e you know, when we beat them in 2010, or I should say when Lakers beat them, he had said, well, our starting five had never been beaten, right? So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny considering if you really look at the championship losses the Lakers had had in the last 40 years, other than, actually not even other than every championship they lost, they were missing a starter or a main cog in the in uh, on that team. So that was where a lot of my disdain for doc rivers was that's where it was doc rivers did a post game or i should say a pre-game speech that morning when kobe when reports were that kobe had passed away and his his reaction changed everything for me the way his voice cracked just the complete depression it was almost like doc channeled me that was how I felt. The way his voice broke was the sound. I, I've said this on Laker Ball a few times. His voice cracking was the sound of my heart cracking. It was really eerie. It's, it, yeah. you know, I, so I, I hate to be morbid right now, but I have to say this because I cannot dislike Doc Rivers ever again. I just can't. I just have a lot of respect for him, and I felt like I, I connected with him just from that interview, and I've, I've never been able to say anything negative about him, regardless of anything he's done. Reports two days ago said that he is not leaving. He is coming back. I don't see why that would be a lie. I don't see why there are rumors other than just because there's really no news coming out of L.A., other than the, the usual, this guy said this, this guy said that, which is, we don't even know if that's going on. I still don't believe that Doc is going anywhere. He's staying in Philly. And Philly's getting a lot of the drama right now. I don't want to say it's warranted. I think they got shafted to a degree. They, they got put into a corner because they had one of their players quit. 
And the only way to replace that quitter was to hopefully find a, the same quitter, but at least he'll play. And that's what ended up happening. He played and he quit again. I, I feel bad for Philly. I, I, and I, I don't say that often. That that has more to do with the Philly fan base. I don't I don't really dislike the Philadelphia 76er team. But it's you know, this is what happens when when there's a limited amount of talent and most of the talent are gonna kind of control their, their their own path. That's just kind of how it is. And we get that kind of feeling like it's 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 it just started like the last decade. It's always been like that. Uh, NBA players, NBA Factor players, I don't even know if that's the right word. Guys that are the upper echelon, let's just put it that way. They're just so few and far between that it's hard not to win without those guys. So anyways, Philly has their own drama, but it's not anything like the Lakers. I don't I don't think you, you can compare the two. And I don't think Doc's going anywhere. The Phil Jackson comment, I wouldn't be surprised if Phil said that. Maybe he just said that to see if he can get some form of something so that he can create a trade scenario for Russell Westbrook. If the Zen master's saying, hey, see something in Westbrook, maybe maybe there's one GM out there, whomever, that'll say, huh, hmm, maybe, yeah, maybe we can take a shot. Not likely, but that's how I'm looking at it, because Russell Westbrook is everything that's ever been created that's the opposite of everything that Phil Jackson believes in. That's weird. Like, if I was talking to Phil, I'm like, I, are you messing with me right now? Like, you're messing with me, right? You'd have to convince me that he's not messing with me, but I'd still feel like he's messing with me. Very zen. I don't know that. Actually, that's not very zen, is it? Well, he's messing with you already, it sounds like. See? Next thing you know, he'll be sending you a book. He'll be sending you a book on something. I would read the book. Zen-like. I wouldn't be like 90% of his players that didn't. I'd, I'd okay. read the book. Okay. Just to, just like to, Showtime. Just to be right able here. to... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I read that book before. Yeah. I was in the I was in the Barnes and Nobles for three weeks. I was going back and forth because I was doing some projects out there, and I would read his book. I was just I didn't I didn't want to buy it because I didn't want to support it because I thought he betrayed confidences, and I, I I didn't I didn't really like it. But I didn't want to add to it as a hypocrite. I just said, you know what, I'm going to read this in Barnes and Nobles for free. <laughs> You're one of happens. those guys. You're yes. one of those guys. It's you the sit only next time to the magazine wreck. It's sit the only no 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 no. Rack. It's the only time I've done that. I've never done it ever since because I was loyal to the Lakers. I was loyal to Kobe. And I thought, again, looking at it from beyond the Kobe or whatever thing, it was more of how do you do that? How do you open up you know, a private situation like that? But, you know, if, if Kobe forgave him, who the hell are we? You know, he forgave him and everything was fine. And that's it. And, again, Phil Jackson is a very charismatic person. He's, he's one of those people that I have a lot of respect for because they are honest. And you know, we're not all perfect, so it's okay. You know, some people make mistakes. He didn't. Well, I think I, you're I, talking about this is the Showtime book. This is off the original 80s ones where they made Winning Time off of. The next book, which he brought out earlier this year, is Three Ring Circus, which covers the Kobe years from Jeff Perlman. I did interview him on both books. My friend still uh, got you right here. Just let you know you're fading in and out on your internet service. Just let you know, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you have been uh, most of the program so far. Just give you a heads up on that. But mm-hmm. Laker Tom is also here. He's the man behind Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom, who actually was quoted by one of our great YouTube users. He was quoting on your last show, Ernest Gray, 
said, Laker Tom is making some sense tonight. So let's hope he could be two, <laughs> two shows in a row. <laughs> you know, they're just saying stuff all over the place. But you know what? They're watching. That's all that matters. They're watching, and that's what we appreciate the most. But your thoughts on this Doc Rivers scenario? Again, it's most likely that he'll be staying in Philadelphia. Daryl Morey said he was most likely going to stay, but you never know what comes up in the next few days because they had meetings on the future, and if they don't align, you know, there could be a harsh parting of the ways. But your thoughts if Doc Rivers became available, if that would be a good choice for the Lakers? Well, first, I would not in my wildest dreams ever want Doc Rivers to coach my team. Okay, I think we've no disrespected No disrespect to Doc, but... I, I, I'm always amazed at why everybody keeps recycling his name. As for his leaving the Philadelphia 76ers, he has a five-year, $8 million a year contract, $40 million, and he's still owed $24 million on that contract. They're not going to terminate it. If he wanted to walk away, they'd be more than happy to let him go at this point in time. But, you know, coaches, coaches get let go when they got one year left, you know. Yeah. They don't get fired with two years. He's got three. They don't get fired with three years. That's for sure. So that's just not going to happen. And, you know, it's, I I guess to a certain extent, if you were to ask me why I'm such an anti-Doc fan, part of it is because he's a Celtic, I think, you know, I mean, I'm trying to, yeah, I mean, he's not a nice, and I, I, I don't really have anything personal against him. Um, He has blown three, one leads three times, you know, and, but, you know, just like, just like the game, just like the 76 er situation this year, it's, it really wasn't his fault, you know, um, because he got screwed at the last minute because one of their, their best, their second best player decided not to play. And then they traded him for what they thought was going to be their second best player, but he obviously isn't capable of being that anymore. Yeah. And, and it's really Daryl Morey who's put them in this situation, situation because, I mean, you'd think that he'd realize the differences between the Harden that he had down in Houston and the Harden that he got in Brooklyn, you know. So that was that was a tough part about that. Can I ask you something real quick? And I apologize for mm-hmm. interrupting. Doesn't this seem like the same scenario as what I had said last year about Russell Westbrook, that this was not the same Russell Westbrook that you were getting five years ago or even the MVP year? Yeah, you know, what, what's funny about that, too, is that the parallels – yeah, and but you know they've been doing that for they've been doing that for three or four years now with LeBron with same thing with Harden, you know, and we're starting to see that in in LeBron and we saw it in injuries, you know, and in time to recover, ability to recover from those injuries. Um, I'm sure in his younger days that he could have taken a hit like like Giannis took and bounced back with no problem. Yeah. just like Giannis did last year in the finals. There is a changing of the guard. It's happening, you know, and you're seeing it how close these games were. And in these game sevens, there's no question of who was the better team in each of those series because they showed it in that last game. Yep. Those were not close games. They were not contested games. They were games where they took the first punch, the second punch, the third punch, and they never got a chance to punch back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the last four teams, and that's going to be great. Like you – I am not in favor of Doc Rivers coaching right. Lakers simply 
not because of the Celtics things, because I take those sentimentalities out of the thing. For it's a lost opportunity I'll, for somebody who would be a great coach for the Lakers. That's, that's really true, but I'm, biggest but, but the track record is there. The yeah. track record speaks for itself. Again, it's not about the person himself. Doc Rivers, I agree with Joe on his assessment as well. What happened as far as his emotion, how he, you know, he is as a person. He seems like a really cool guy. Seems like as far as a player's coach, but again, the decision making and the X's and O's at the wrong time. To me, the records as far as how many three to one or three, you know, as far as the the leads in the playoffs that he's lost before. Yes, he did win with the Celtics, but again, that if, if that doesn't come to me in the play as far as sentimentality is concerned, it's we just fired a guy who won the championship. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So really, to me, it's about the record and what he can do as far as X's and O's. Will he bring a better team together because of it? I mean, as a as a commentator, quick fact, does everybody remember that at the .04 game with Derek Fisher, who was the crew working that game, Al Michaels and Doc Rivers? Got to remember that. So that's something that uh, I think for the trivia buffs out there, that always kept in my brain because Al Michaels didn't do that many NBA games. So that kind of stuck out to me. But Joe, before we head on to... Wait, 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 wait a minute. I didn't get to answer the second question. Oh, okay. Go for it, man. What's up? I'll I'll make it short. Bill Jackson's comments. You know, I I sort of agree with Joe either. He's trying to to take the advice of Bill Orem and, you know, and and say that well, we're not we're not really trading this guy so that it'll have some some perceived value that they think they can create of it um i don't think it's that because i think phil actually thinks that he could fix that situation very much just like lebron was so sure that he could make the adjustment necessary to make it work and and russ was so sure he could do it and ad was so sure he could do it and they all were sure could do it and then they didn't they only had a few games together and and something self-destructed, and, and the only common thread through the whole thing is Russell Westbrook. So Phil was great at one thing. He was great at being able to get a superstar to play team basketball with MJ and with Kobe. He took guys who were never past guys. You know, these are guys that, that, that you take on your team if you want to win a game, not if you want to be shared at the ball and, and you know, and have fun. Um, so, you know, he was able to get those guys and mold them into team players and then really have the team play great basketball, but he had great talent too. You know, when he didn't have great talent, they could have won without playing the triangle. I'm sure they could have won playing a whole bunch of different styles of basketball, but Phil somehow like most coaches who are real advocates for a particular style of basketball and, and, uh, and really stick with that. Well, he's stuck with it through the Knicks, and we all saw what happened when you stick with that and when the league is changing and you try to go back and you don't have the talent like like Kobe and, and, and like Michael to be able to do it. So in the end, um, I think that Phil really thinks that he could make, make, make everything work with Westbrook, but the Lakers would be total fools to risk doing that and risk one of the last two years of possibly of LeBron's career in purple and gold to, to try to just try to follow Phil Jackson's advice. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. Uh, so you would watch the tomorrow war before the matrix. Yes. 
you forced me down. You, I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Joe, it looks like what Laker Tom has been doing is he combined the two questions that were really as far as topic again with, with Doc Rivers heading to L.A. And then now, like, like he said about the Zen Master and Russell Westbrook. I mean, your final thoughts on this? Because I'd love to hear your thoughts on the on both, just to make sure everything's clarified on that. Yeah, my system was not plugged in. Ah, okay. I, I didn't realize I had that. that happened more than once, so yes. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, why isn't it working? I'm like doing this, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the, the AC adapter's off of it. <laughs> Anyways, no worries. <laughs> so, Phil... You know, I, I don't. I don't think Phil got a fair shake in New York. I don't think he ever got the the chance to really form the team he wanted to create the team he wanted. Again, as as well as the fact that I think Phil's best skill set is connecting, connecting with a group of people. He he's able to uh, communicate well with those people, and when you're a player personnel an executive, a general manager, that job is different than what he was normally used to doing. He, he, you, you have to go scout. You have to go travel. You have to go see talent. You have to uh, make sure the bills are paid. I, I don't, I don't, I never kind of, I, other than the fact that he took the job probably to, to make money, which is a, a, ultimately, I think that's what it was. I never really understood why he would take a job, especially at an advance, at, at, at his advanced age where you, you, he wasn't ever capable of doing the things that that job needs. And yeah. Dolan is, you know, that guy's, I would say, a combination of Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones, where he's kind of there just to, because he likes the, the, the you know, being in charge. He doesn't know who he's hiring. He hired Phil Jackson. He gets, you know, maybe his, scape, his scapegoat or whatever, or scapegoat. Um I don't know. I don't know what that deal was, but at the same time, it turned into this drama thing where you wanted to get rid of Mello, and it became drama, which was odd because I'm going, why is this drama? He he wants to he wants to build the team, and Mello's game doesn't mesh with what he wants to build there, and it became a, a distraction to him being able to do whatever he needed to do. Now, what happens in LA? He's got a little bit more credit in LA. He's helped us win five championships, and he's an advisor, but. I, I said this on, I think, two shows ago. I There are too many people cooking. There's too, I'm a, from a family of chefs, so I, I get a chance to see a lot of the that world. There's at most two, two really good chefs in a normal restaurant, you know, the main chefs. And sometimes it's just one. And I don't know why there needs to be eight people that are kind of here. I don't, I don't know Who's how that's the owner. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I'm, it's a rhetorical question, <laughs> yeah. but it's not it's not good. It's not good. Again, guys, I'm a business owner. Yeah. My guys, my troops, my players, I would not be anywhere where I am without them. And it's the same concept in basketball, football. The players are really the most important part. But at the same time, 
management ownership, you're supposed to set the stage for them to be successful. And when you do that, you're able to pay them what they want. You're able to create the opportunities that they need to flourish. If, you, if, if you've got eight different ideas of how that needs to be put together, how are you going to know which one's going to work? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I remember with the Lakers, Jerry West, Mitch Kupchak. Yeah, you had a little bit of advisory here and there, but at the end of the day, we had one person making that decision to trade for Pau Gasol, to trade for Kobe Bryant, to bring Shaq in, to draft Derek Fisher. You know, you didn't hear about, oh, Jerry Buss said this or some assistant whatever in, you know, in 96. It was Jerry West going to get what we needed, right? Mitch Kupchak, when he wasn't doing anything, Kobe was on him. Shaq was on him. They, you know, so I don't know. I don't know where it turned into this. We have every ex-Laker on the planet now putting in their say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Well, as Sean, Sean Grice said it, nepotism runs wild with the Olympics. And, and I, 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 I don't, I don't think I, I, this, this kind of, there's nothing going on. I think there's a lot of just stuff being put out there just to create yes. buzz. I, I have no faith in any of this stuff that's going on. I don't even believe the stuff that's probably true. It's that, it's that simple. I don't even believe it. So there's only two things that matter, guys. <laughs> I don't care how you get there. It doesn't matter if it's Phil saying something, if it's Rambis saying something, if it's anyone saying something. At the end of the day, there are two things I'm looking for. Can you bring in the right coach? And, and the right coach is not going to really be known until it, we start playing, right? So even that's kind of not going to be solved. But I think we can get a good idea of going, okay, I can see how this m- might have a shot, might have a chance. You know, we don't want to hire, uh, you know, a rehash like we wouldn't have wanted to hire D'Antoni or, or or Mike Brown then at that point it would have been a disaster right off the bat but whomever they get we're gonna oh okay well I guess we'll see or ooh, maybe I'm excited about it from that respect and then of course if Russell Westbrook is a Laker next year we're toast and I'm ho- I hope I'm wrong I really do I'm, I'm always hoping I'm wrong but I'm ne- I'm hard I'm very I'm rarely wrong I'm in it to, enough to know, but I was wrong about Westbrook. So, but the problem with that is when I'm wrong, you'll be doubly and triply wrong if Russ is on the team next year. Yeah, it, 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 unfortunately, in my life, when I'm wrong, wrong things really went bad. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh whoa, what the heck happened? So I'm never wrong, and it was a right thing. <laughs> if it's a right thing, usually it's very easy to identify. Yeah, this is gonna work. Heck yeah, but yeah. So you can't you can't gamble like that two years in a row. And not, if, after, if, not after you got your butt kicked on the first one. Yes. You, you have to you have to recover. And the good blessing of the whole situation is there are always teams out there with contracts that they don't want to keep because they didn't pan out the way they wanted them to pan out. And and fortunately for the Lakers, that expiring contract now has value for those teams. There's not a lot of them, maybe a half a dozen of them. And who knows, you know, maybe somebody Somebody will say, oh, gee, uh, you really could be some value with Russell Westbrook. I mean, Phil Jackson was saying the other day that he would like to keep him. Uh, who knows? There's always an idiot out there who thinks that, or maybe it's a team that just needs a year of sales for their fans to, you know, like the Knicks, to, you know, make a deal and 
let Rusbuck run crazy for a year, and uh, then he got a nice opening for free cap space for for a day. It's, it's, well, it, 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 it's interesting how there's been talk that D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle are there's there's some discussion of Minnesota and New York wanting to kind of get out of that situation. Well, you, I, say, I, you can save $50 million just like that. Snap your fingers and I, save $50 I think, million. I think dollars, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, wouldn't it be – I, I, know, I know this is not going to happen, but wouldn't it be comical if after all this we ended up doing some kind of a three-way, four-way trade and we end up getting Russell and – Randall back in LA. Well, actually, that would not be a bad pairing, and then and I, I, I wouldn't mind it either. I think the I, dollars work out pretty close. I, I I agree. I think, and that's why I said it because I was actually looking no, at the contracts. But here's the today. thing: we're in a little. We have an elite little club of franchises that have bad contracts, man. And when they say it's not a, it's it really is true that there is no untradeable contract in the NBA because. You all of a sudden, once it becomes an untradeable contract, you're in another whole marketplace where you're just trading untradeable contracts. I got two untradables here for your one untradable. You add up the money, and if it works, then it'll happen. I mean, that's all we're talking about. Brogdon, Brogdon, and, and Heald. It saves Indiana $50 million. That's why they want to do it. Why do the Knicks want to do something like that? Save 50 to $100 million. It's the same thing for Charlotte. All of these teams that... It, it doesn't have anything to do with Russell Westbrook. In fact, most of the teams that they're talking about want to want to buy him out at that point in time because it's one year left, or they'll wait to the trade deadline and sell him and buy him out at that point in time. So it's it's all about the contract. It's not about the player anymore, and that's what's so hilarious about Phil Jackson's quote. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's intriguing to think about it now. You're you're starting to get to that mode where you're you're hearing talk about who's going to be available. And just trades, not free agency. Free agency, I think, is important, but it's free agency usually is almost as important as the trades are. But that's another subject. Trading, trading has to be the it, trading becomes kind of the primary. Most teams are not. You got to get rid of Russ. We both. We all yeah, have you have to. And and I, I I I you know in mentioning, you know, D'Angelo Russell and 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 Julius, their skill sets would work. That's the other intriguing part. Now I know. Julius kind of went off the rails this year in New York, but he he is a big man who can shoot, which means well he if, proved it, he proved it for one year really yeah and only and, one year yeah but, but I, you know, I think he's just he could go back to that next year you don't know for sure well I, I or think he could going. go back to what he was which is true but fit, but may, but maybe in maybe between. maybe there's a mental thing there that you can harness and I'd rather take a chance at. Julius Randle, hopefully playing like he did in 2021. You get two younger younger players. And he's a younger player, and he's a big. So they're easier to trade and move. You're right. You're breaking that log jam up. We have to consider the alternative. I'm I'm picking. You're not going to get something great for Westbrook. Let's just put it out there. Yeah, you're not going to get Bradley Beal. It's uh, it's not necessarily great. Julius Julius Randle is not a great player. Neither is D'Angelo Russell. But you're not going to get a great trade out of this. You're not going to get something that somebody really is just excited to go ahead and give to you. You're going to get somebody else's problem for your problem. That's the that's the reason. If the Lakers don't well, upgrade Westbrook until the, the February Julius trade has four years and a hundred million dollars. Okay, so that's my point. My point is that's a problem for them, right? 
What's the problem? Well, yeah, sure. you're going to take, you're going to give your problems to them, and they're going to give their problems. Exactly. But, but we're not we're not inheriting a problem if you're unless you're looking at it from a money standpoint for four years. I'm looking at it as okay. So again, I know this is not likely going to happen, but let's make sense of it. Julius Randall. Let's let's just say it happens, right? Let's just say they figure it out. They get someone like a Russell. We know they're going to probably get at least two players, right? So let's just pick Russell and Randall. Their skill sets would work. And I'd rather take a chance at that than bringing back Russell Westbrook for another year and 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 all but ending any chance of LeBron winning another title in L.A. Well, I'm going to say this, that do I want the Lakers to get rid of what Russell Westbrook sooner rather than later? Yes. Will they be able to? If Will they get a fair trade? Like you said, will they get a trade where, okay, we don't want this guy, so we'll take him for your guy that you don't want? Will we see them of that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Again, is the fact is what will the Lakers be willing to do to go ahead and move Russell Westbrook off the team? If they keep him, the deals will get better towards the February deadline. I'm just going to say that, but I don't want him to speak. They on won't the play team. him. If they do that, they won't yeah. play him. I'll yeah, I, I understand. And, but I'm, I'm just letting you know, the deals yeah. will get better closer to that February no, that's an deadline. Op- that's an option, but not but, to play him. Yeah, not to blame, but I'm just letting everybody know that. Do I want them to move him sooner rather than later? Yes, just like us right here. We all want him to be gone. But I'm just there will be there will be deals. There will be deals. There'll be be offers. There there will be offers, and I agree. We we need we need the players back is the problem. Yeah, I mean because if you don't, if you you're not going to spend fifteen million dollars a year of dead money the next three years to wave and stretch him. Yeah, and you're not, and, and not going to put him back on the court. That would be destructive. And, and if you do a John Wall thing, you're stuck with $47 million. Clogging it doesn't up matter. It doesn't save you anything. Yeah, yeah. So I I know I get you on that. I'm just saying to people out there, as much there is, as I there want There is some sense too. if they were if they were to do a John Wall and your guy, the Christian center, Wood. Christian Wood, I, I, that's a deal that's possible. John Wall, if he sits out, or if they sit him out another year in Houston, they're going to have some premium premium deals at the February trade deadline. And that'll be something that we could compare right. it to because I'm sure by then Westbrook will probably be gone because the desperation for Rob Palinka will set in because of what was said and inferred as far as in past weeks regarding, you know, his job status going forward. So I involve the fact that, you know, everybody and their grandmother, I think seems seemingly is involved with this as far as the Lakers operation is concerned. So it does not look like it's going to be a long stay for Russell Westbrook at this point, but we'll wait and see. And we'll keep reporting it right here at the Lakers fast break, but we want to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments, Facebook comments on social media, and also as well, not only the Lakers fast break, but Lakersball.com and Lakerholics.com. Keep that conversation going right there at Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com. And of course, right here at the Lakers fast break. But before we head on out guys, the Eastern and Western Conference Championships, their finals, they're here. I would love to for the Lakers to be here, but they're not. But our arch nemesis, the Boston Celtics, who, as much as I can't stand them, you got to give them credit. Joe's giving them credit. Laker Tom's giving them credit. We love the players. Absolutely great players. You know, Tatum and Brown and Smart. They play hard defense. Just the way you like to see. It's just terrible that they're in those awful green uniforms. But they did go ahead and finish off the comeback. Milwaukee had a chance to put them away in Milwaukee and didn't get it done. So there is no back-to-back champions for this year as Boston moves on to Miami on Tuesday night. Just before the 
NBA lottery. And wouldn't it be so funny if the, the New Orleans Pelicans, I believe, has the rights to the pick? If that's the case, wouldn't it be so funny if the Pelicans win with that Lakers pick? That would just be awful if that, that's the case. That would that would be the salt on the proverbial wound if they win that lottery with the Lakers pick that the Lakers gave up. So we'll see what happens there. But guys, it is the Western Eastern Conference Finals. You also have Dallas in, I think, was an absolute shocker and totally surprised everyone, especially Stephen A. Smith, who called it totally wrong on the other way. And he thought there was going to be a big win for Phoenix as Dallas. They got the performances on the road outside of Luca that they needed to get not only one, but two of their playmakers. Their their three playmakers on their team are Jalen Brunson. Then you also have Spencer Dinwiddie and of course, Luka Doncic and all of them played at a superior level in this game, totally destroying the Phoenix Suns at home. They didn't even need any of their outside shooters. They just, all the rest of the guys, they just need to play defense. And that's what they did. Booker and Paul, they played awful. Their worst games, some of the worst games of the career, although with Paul that, you know, again, that's, that's a lot of history going back there. It's so funny because you see the memes going back and forth on Twitter as far as Chris Paul's concerned. And some of them mentioned what Joe mentioned, that the best time he had a chance for a championship was when he was going to be traded to the Lakers. <laughs> Thinking of Joe right there. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Guys, we'll start off with the Western Conference first. It starts on Wednesday night, and I'll start with you, Laker Tom. It is the Golden State Warriors hosting the Dallas Mavericks, a surprising blowout winner in Phoenix. Your thoughts on this? You've had some time to think about it now. Luka Doncic, the key to me is not Luka Doncic, but it's the rest of the crew. Will they be there for an entire seven-game series? So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Golden State. I actually think the key is. Well, let me just say this. Let me just say this. In recent days, since Golden State has won, a lot of people have criticized that said Golden State saying that they are not the team that they once were and cannot win a championship, even though they've moved on. Your thoughts on Golden State and Dallas? I think the most important player in that series is Luka Doncic. And he's, I can remember having a long conversation uh, with Rafael Barlow when right after, right after Luka's rookie year. And he was telling me how he really expected him to become the best player in the NBA. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I, I didn't know what kind of ceiling he's got because he started off so high. How do you get better than, than you know, being like 22, 8 and 8 for your rookie year? And the thing that I saw tonight watching that game was the sort of confidence that a team gets from having the best player on the court. It's the kind of confidence that has won championships for LeBron James and won championships for Kobe Bryant and and for Michael Jordan. And looking at whoever's left in these playoffs, because they have been 
They have been deflated by a lot of injuries to really important players. Doncic still is to me the best player on the court. And I think that he's going to, he's got a chance. They've got a chance. They've got a chance to take down the Warriors. I agree. I agree that they do. I, I think it could, you could be seeing a situation where it could be Dallas. Going Brunson, to- Brunson, man. I mean, boy, I wish we could get our hands on him. Right. Well, is- yeah, but he's going to be, uh, he's going to make hate, a lot of money in free agency. I hate six foot tall guards. I just hate him, but I just love that guy. He's going to make a lot of money in free agency. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Indeed. Joe. Well, actually, you know what, Laker Tom, what's your prediction before we go to Joe? I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to stick with the Mavs in seven. Okay, Mavs in seven. They don't mind playing on the road in game sevens. That's for sure. Joe, your thoughts on this series? Again, it comes down to, for me, I think the Jalen Brunson's playing like they did in games three through seven and not in games one to two. And Spencer Didwinney showing up like he did the back end of the season. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie struggled when he struggled. The team had a hard time winning. But when he plays like he did today, man, you have all three playmakers playing like that. That's going to be hard for anyone to stop. I read an article was this morning and I think it was yesterday's article, but it was I read it today about Monty Williams and him discussing, you know, seven years later of his wife passing away. And I, I got a bad omen reading that I thought when I watched him do, do his, her eulogy, I, I didn't know how to interpret it. I, I thought this guy was the, the most steel minded person I've ever seen. Cause I would have been in complete utter disaster. And, and I, 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 it's kind of like the doc rivers thing. You know, you can't ever not respect Monty Williams and it's hard to criticize even his coaching because I admired his his moxie, his everything that's positive in, in a way where, you know, when 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 someone loses their wife, that's you know that's that's one thing. But you know, my thinking is always my children have just lost their mother. That that that's the the crushing blow. That's the fear, right? So I'm reading the article and I'm thinking to myself the whole time. I'm like, why why is this why are why is this article going on right now? It didn't make sense to me. I, I just, I thought it was a bad omen and, and it looked like it, it may, it may have not had anything to do with the game, but it, it, it just, I don't know. It was weird. They, they looked like they, their brain was somewhere else. The whole team. Why? Yeah. Dallas is good. Doncic is good. Spencer Dinwiddie's good. Uh, Bronson is good, but they're not 40 points on the road. Good. Something went wrong in Phoenix. I don't know what, but that would that to me when I was reading it, I was going, "This is weird." I, I I don't know why this is being talked about right now. This should there should be talk about Phoenix needs to win Game Seven and not be the second team in the NBA ever to win sixty four plus games and not make it to the conference finals ever. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. The prediction for the Western Conference Final is I feel like it's got to be Golden State Warriors. They've got more talent. As long as Kerr doesn't get COVID again, I think they'll have the right coach. <laughs> Maybe Dallas needs to show it to me one more time and for me to really believe that they're there. I think they're one guy away from being a perennial, 
possible conference final finals team. Or maybe they can just, Doncic might play LeBron like in the next two series and win it all. That could happen, but I, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't tell you that that's going to happen. I think Golden State has the experience. I think they have the the ammunition to combat this. I just don't want Boston to win it all. That's the only thing left at this point. Agreed. I don't care if Dallas wins. I don't care if Golden State wins. I don't care if Miami wins. And I do believe that Miami is is being. I don't want to say disrespected. That's such a cliched old you know. They're not being word. talked about. That's for they're sure. not being talked about. Which when you watch them play, it's kind of similar to. The Celtics, except they're a little bit more, and I know this sounds funny considering no one's beat each other up one time, but they, they, they're a little bit more cerebral in what they do. I I think the game, I think that series will be really good. And I, I, I think Miami has a little bit more in there to, to win that series. So, and, I mean, but first getting to your conclusion on the Dallas Golden State series, what, who do you call in the Dallas Golden State series? I'm going to go Golden State in six. Okay. When it comes to Miami now, Miami, again, I agree with you. I think they are extremely underrated. They have not been talked about all playoffs long, but yet they won the Eastern Conference, and they've been the best team in the Eastern Conference for the whole entire playoffs. They've had some rest. So your thoughts on this, what do you think on the series on there? Miami in seven? I think that's a good call. I think Miami in seven. When you say seven, it could go the other way too. Yeah, they're 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 Obviously. in a lot of respects evenly matched, but uh, Miami does have. I, don't know, they, I, I, I think out of bio, Bam is going to be a big big. Key. There's going to be a problem down there. Yeah, if he stays healthy the whole time, he does have Not a, a foul trouble issue of getting yeah getting the foul trouble and getting injured. If he stays. If he stays healthy the whole series, Miami should win that series despite Boston's amazing play. And you also have to look at the fact that Boston had to go seven against Milwaukee with their number, the 1A guy not being there. And I thought, you know, that's kind of a sign there that maybe they're good, but they're not good enough to get to win it all. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anything can happen. Jimmy Butler might get hurt. Steph might get hurt, and then all of a sudden it opens everything up. We don't know these days. Everybody seems to get hurt now in the playoffs. So it, it could be open season no matter, you know, just as things develop. Time Lord is hurt currently for them. He may be coming back sooner rather than later. And then but this is this is a problem, guys. This is Kyle a major, Lowry is, is hurt as well. This is a major problem, though, man. I If Boston wins, this year becomes even worse. Yeah. Because now you have to – you're back to square one you're back to having to win two more titles to pass them. And that, that makes, that's just terrible. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Laker Tom. I mean, you've heard what, what Joe and I have said. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking right now for me, and just to let everybody know that I'm picking Dallas and six, I'm going to give for the upside on that. I think that they, uh, with Luka Doncic provides such a unique dynamic. And I think they're going to get just enough support. I also think that Miami will win in seven. I agree with Joe on that as well. But your assessment on the Eastern Conference, we already heard your pick about Golden State moving on to the finals. But what are your thoughts on Great. the Eastern no, Conference? I chose the Mavs in seven. Oh, you chose the Mavs, Mavs in seven. That's right. Winning, winning on the road. Doing it twice in a row. That's I, and and I, I, I think it'll be the Heat in seven, too. Okay. Well, there you go. 
So he's got one home team winning in Game Seven, and he's got one one home team losing in Game Seven. Very interesting indeed. But, but, any but if you look back the, at the previous series, you'll see why. Any keys to the series for you on on the Miami series? Butler's going to have to be the most valuable player in the series, or or Miami's not going to win. So it's all on Jimmy's head. That's true. Well, Lowry Lowry's not playing Game One. Yeah. Still out with that hand. Yeah, but Oladipo's Oladipo's been playing very well. He, in yes. fact, Oladipo. But, but if, if 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 Lowry, yeah, if Lowry comes back and can give him something, then I, I don't see how they would lose the series. But yeah, well, hamstrings are a pain in the right. leg. Oladipo's defense has been excellent. I've been watching him. You know, I, I'm working on an article about if the Lakers hard cap themselves, they'd be able to offer 10.3 million dollars to a free agent. And in fact, they'd be able to get $8 million more in free agents, 14, 14.4 million in free agents versus just 6.1 million if they don't hard cap themselves. So that extra money could get you, and there's a whole bunch of players you could go out there and you're almost guaranteed to get. You might have to use all 10.3 million, but you can go out and get a player like Oladipo or a player like uh, Bruce Brown, who only made a couple million, or a player like Isaac. Uh, Hartenstein, who only made two and a half million. You got a whole bunch of guys there who, whom you could win the battle for. And that's just going to be a, just as an important piece, I think, as what we get out of trading THT and, and Westbrook and the two draft picks, you know. It's going to be really important. If we, if we got a $10 million for a free agent MLE signing and $4 million for a BAE signing, those could be very, very valuable opportunities for us to upgrade the roster. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. But yeah, Miami and Boston, I think that's going to be a slugfest. And I think that the Dallas Golden State Series will be fun to watch as well. But very interesting. I mean, we're all surprised. Two, they're going to have seven game conference finals. Yeah, two that's something. I, that's great. And that's awesome. I truly, truly enjoy that. But First, it gets uh, preceded, this whole playoff series, by the lottery. And before we go out, I mentioned before, wouldn't it be a hoot if the Lakers, you know, pick ended up being the number one pick? If that happens, Laker Tom, are you going to be frustrated or angry by that? No. I mean, we made – I'll tell you what, you know, one of the things that always is interesting is to take these trades and involve all these draft picks and go back and, as the players have been selected – plug in the players who were picked for the Lakers pick and then take a look at the trade and think what you think. We already never. won a championship because of it. So yeah, they've never, they've never traded gravy. Yeah. I don't, re- I don't remember reading ever where a, a, a draft pick that the Lakers relinquished ever became like a great I mean, player. If they happen to get, let's say, let's say they happen to pick up a guy like, like, uh, like the Warriors got at number 29, you know? Yeah. For Jordan Poole. For Jordan Poole. But they didn't get anybody like that. I haven't heard of, you know. It's interesting. I'll, I'll look that up, Gerald, and I'll have it for the next show. Okay. Well, again, they did They did get guys like Reeves, Caruso, THT. Again, I think they misplayed him the whole year. He's a very good player for a second-round pick. You had Jordan Clarkson, who was a six-man of the year. He got They got him in the second mm-hmm. round. The, the Lakers have actually been very good at drafting and picking up players that aren't drafted. Players where, we aren't players. Done, where we didn't do as well is when we had picks in the lottery. 
that's our not problem. I don't think that I don't think so and, either. I mean, you know and it's we we didn't get we didn't get we didn't get a John Morant, but that's just the the you chances know, we of the draft. Gotten the Tatum, yes, we, we could have gotten, gotten uh, you know. I mean, you can go down the line and okay. No one was picking Tatum second in that draft. Uh, no one. No, uh, but a lot of people said that he was he was a better pick. You know, we 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 took we took the local kid. Yeah, that's what it was. But they did they did draft All Star Ingram, All Star Randall. They didn't go bad all the way. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm no, just but trying to... but but those. But when you miss those picks, when you miss the number seven pick or the number two pick and so forth, man, those are those are killers. I mean, but the Lakers have drafted at you know they but they replaced well them at the the back end of the they replaced those like, draft picks. So, I mean, it's it's for what the it's number the biggest one argument pick. against the process about uh, uh, that whole process that Philadelphia went through that you get these high draft picks. But the problem is, is that you have to nail every one of those high draft picks in order to make that whole. That's the team that screwed up. They should have, they were in the Tatum spot. Okafor. And if you had Tatum, if you, if you had gotten Tatum, if you just stayed where you were, you would have gotten Tatum, Ben Simmons for three years, and 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 beat they would have won a title in in nineteen for sure and possibly twenty. Wait to, wait till Luca wins a championship this year and you look back at the trade that that got Dallas that trade you know well Atlanta but that's three. Atlanta too but they got they didn't do so bad they got Trey Young, Trey Young. Them, they also got another pick out of was it DeAndre Hunter or that was uh, no that was a, their own pick they got that a, was from the Lakers trade right that was from the Lakers trade that they did but yeah they yeah, got but, another. No, they got but another I mean, one. Look at the look at the last several teams missed Luca there. Yeah, absolutely. really. Well, I mean, the Kings, Vlade, Vlade Divac. That's the one that should be shaking their head the most because really? yeah, they, they, the Kings hiring Vlade to, to be an executive. That's their fault. Yeah, well, that's okay. true. Well, I don't know what the heck that was about. That's what, what is Vlade much loved know? Vlade. Loved him as a player, as an executive. Yeah, well, that speaks for itself. But guys, it's been a great episode. Had a chance to go ahead and, and chew the fat with you guys out here. But please. Let us know your thoughts on what's going on with the playoffs. We want to hear your predictions. We want to see your predictions. We want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on what's going on with the Lakers. Please go ahead and stop by LakersBall.com. Great conversations going on there all the time. Ox1947 is there. Laker Tom is always running the command ship at LakerHolics.com. Plus also as well, check out Jamie Sweet when he's there with his five things articles as well. He mentioned to me. on one of the comments on lakerholics.com that hey i thought you wanted to keep it under an hour gerald i said with these guys i don't think there's very much of a good chance but for today we did we kept it under an hour indeed but guys it's been great talking to you please keep those comments up on youtube keep those views up on youtube you guys been just amazing that we've been able to keep that kind of audience just truly appreciate it but once again thank you so much and we will be back I'm thinking Wednesday or Thursday. Again, we'll go ahead Wednesday or Thursday night. We'll see what happens. If the game's exciting, we may actually want to move it to Thursday, so we'll see. But we'll go ahead and make sure we get another episode this week out for you, especially with the draft on its way. I know I've got Stone Hansen. He wants to come back on the show to talk NBA draft. But always looking for some good things. Again, thank you so much for watching and listening. Keep in tune with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.